and I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. Yes, y'all are rising, praise infidels. You made it through another week as the death clock gets closer to midnight. You're blazing through the airwaves on the declassified Hameen Media Group transmission here at channelattitude.com. Because it just doesn't matter. You need your wrestling news. And you're about to get it here on the Friday Locker Room. Hacker Hameen. YOLO. <laughs> oh, what's good, guys? What's good? Glad to be back here. I'm doing a little solo today. Maybe even light the fuse uh, as well this afternoon as RBV got called in to do some RBV Eats work. So. Uh, no worries there, man. I had a good time last night. We didn't have the uh, the AEW self-help uh, group. Uh, group. 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 Because uh, I was on with Cafe De Renee paying it back because he was so kind to come on the Friday locker room last week here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And we've just been hitting it hard at, uh, on all cylinders here, man. Uh, with this launch of uh, the cannabis industry, I've just got so much work every day uh, to – get my new businesses going and ducks in a row and uh, new other other new business opportunities presenting themselves. And it's just a, a crazy time of, uh, you know, opportunity here at HMG. So I appreciate you guys being patient and hanging with us and trying to get the shows out on time. Still owe uh, the diehard Patreon subscribers, a bunch of uh, the uh, alleged consultants. So I got to rock those today too. Uh, so it's going to be a big production day before we go to wrestling practice at UWE on the road to immortality. Actually, it was on the road to immortality. This is the gateway to immortality. Oh, my. Uh, where Blaze Haram and I, the sons of Allah, will be taking on the Hispanic mechanics. Somebody's got to do something about this Latino immigrant problem. And you know uh, the, the U.S. government is going to do it. So they had to call on the real bad guys to regulate. So uh, June 3rd, Westmerland. Uh, New York, uh, I might call it Middle East Merland after that. Uh, but uh, yalla, the Hispanic mechanics trying to take away my tag team titles. Not going to happen, uh, Jackson. I don't care who you got behind you. We might just call it ICE and uh, have them deported. You know, no issues. Uh, but you, hopefully you guys uh, can make it or you check it out. We'll, we'll have that match uh, in the watch along as well. Uh, but like I said, good time with uh, Cafe Day Renee. Uh, talked to K Dog a little this week and. Keeping it 100 is kicking ass, like in those clips over there. Rip Rogers putting out uh, some real motivation uh, that I actually asked him to do and uh, popped a bunch of the boys. So uh, I'll play it here. If you weren't on Cafe de Renee last night, uh, definitely something I'm always uh, needing is uh, these types of uh, motivations from my mentors. You can get his book right now at Amazon, uh, you know, the, Rules of professional wrestling. Where is it? I don't know. Rip Rogers book. It's easy to find on Amazon. <laughs> uh, but here it is. You lazy, fat bastards. Get your lazy ass up. Eat right all day. Work out. Get in the gym. If you go to the show that night, do push-ups, squats, 
lunges, push-ups, squat, lunges, crunches, all the time you're in the dressing room. You go through life one time. Quit being a lazy bastard. Work your, work your ass off. You're not that over, please. <sighs> Fucking love that guy, man. Uh, if that don't motivate you to, and humble you, you know, as, uh, as some hustler coaching, man, I, I've heard it plenty of times. Even Renee heard it. <laughs> the same thing. Randy Orton's heard it. I'm sure it almost everybody ha there has, man, is a, a motivation. And, uh, yeah, you only get so many trips around the sun, right? So why not try every day to improve and be the best us we can be and uh, be disciplined? So that's what I'm trying to accomplish. However, my work schedule is pretty, pretty crazy right now. A uh, quick plug, though, I just got, I think it's 20% off, maybe 25% off for Memorial Day. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ben. I mean, no coupon needed. Uh, I think they'll have the promo code up there. I had a couple of sales last uh, month, so appreciate you guys still supporting uh, buying merch and being the walking billboards as well. And you can always go to horseshoegenetics.com and get one of the limited edition hats. I know uh, Bobo, my man, 33 and a third, just uh, got one as well. So appreciate everybody repping uh, all the brands we got going on there. Man, it's just crazy to even think now from <laughs> starting HMG as an LLC, and in the last two years, I have two other LLCs uh, in my uh, yeah, corporate umbrella. Can you even say that? I guess does that make even sense in my in my flywheel? I've got three LLCs, uh, so uh, something I guess more to be proud of. However, that's three full time jobs <laughs> between uh, HMG Horseshoe Genetics and now Raven Dispensaries. So. I'm definitely going to have to take a look at my life and uh, and see what I got to do to either expand or hire uh, some help, to be honest with you, with local clients, with HMG. A lot of that's on my mind, but those are good business problems to have. You know, uh, it just takes uh, hard work and determination to overcome them and get things realigned. And I, I'm definitely uh, not afraid of hard work. There's no doubt about that. And I know you guys aren't either. And hopefully you're listening to us at work or on the road or wherever it is that you can unwind and uh, that you don't mind the dulcet tones of hacker hameen on whmg here the friday locker room going solo i said why not man uh, that next week i think strangler steve's going to be back you might see him around here a lot more uh because uh he's wrapping up a, a con work contract and he'll be available so i look forward to having the strangler the striz back on here my two cw briz and uh and chopping it up with him always great conversations but you know, whether it's Hartnett or Billy Ray Valentine or Rene Dupree or, or anybody that we can uh, bring back over. That's uh, just always a fun, different switch up, man. And I hope you guys are enjoying that on the most exclusive Friday veteran locker room show. Get the words out. I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, y'all, uh, man, uh, appreciate that. And if you guys really want to, I'll tell you about another client that kind of flies under the radar uh, because it's it's uh, not as a brand that might be tied in where we're selling. I think maybe, maybe if you work in a school system or you want to, but uh, I got to say a uh, big shout out. If you can follow the account, it's at Polaris, P-O-L-A-R-I-S-E-D-U on uh, Twitter, trying to get those uh, views up as well. Um, that's a, a great uh, group of teachers that have created uh 
awesome, awesome software to interact with MTSS systems for schools and really streamline things and uh, pull in data. And they're big subscribers to Russo brand and HMG. So I wanted to give them a shout out, even though it's kind of a brand that is niche in uh, the education system. I'm trying to build those accounts there. So Polaris EDU, if you can just go over on Twitter uh, in LinkedIn, if you want to, uh, and give a, a follow there to help get those numbers up. But I wanted to appreciate those guys and the hard work they're doing. Uh, very cool to be helping uh, another product hopefully go global with uh, the force of HMG behind it, man. That's uh, the, It's always interesting, uh, people from all walks of life that, that we listen to and who we can inspire. Just trying to give that hard work and knowledge like Rip uh, tried to instill in us and that my improv instructors and mentors did and that my uh, upbringing, <laughs> you know, from teacher and bro lumberjack of chop wood, carry water. So uh, the best will always find each other, each other, and it's each one teach one. So Polaris EDU want to give those guys a big shout out, and uh, hopefully we can do something cool and really get their software uh, out there to school systems that could use it uh, in a in a very productive way to save money and help students' uh, educations for sure. So. Y'all, uh, that's plenty of plugs up top here, you guys. Like I said, it was an interesting AEW last night. I'll go over it on Light the Fuse. Uh, I don't know, interesting, if that's really the word. It kind of was spinning the wheels. We had another Big Annie. No uh, no lead-in for the Big Annie, but we did break. This, uh, you know, kind of not, not hurt me, but I was uh, giving a shout-out to the AEW self-help group last night. Group. Group. Because we've had a belt count if you've been uh, hanging out with us. Uh, we obviously know we count the amount of titles on the show. And it's usually been around seven or eight the last probably six, eight weeks. Down from uh, originally 14 and then kind of 10 and dwindling as when FTR had all the tag titles. You could get the numbers up there. Last night, 14 belts on the show, you guys. 14 belts. We tied the all-time record high. We thought, is there 15 belts out there? We couldn't think unless somebody shows up from another indie or some other place with their belt. Cause we had to have new Japan belts on there last night, 14 belts on the uh, cafe day. Renee watch along. Uh, he was excited about it to be part of the over under betting. But if you took over eight belts last night, cash big. And if you took over 12, I think that paid out plus 2,500. So a $2 bet would have won you 50. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, that was a lot of straps last night in the first hour, there was 10 belts. So in the first 36 minutes, there was six belts. Um, this is an issue. This is an issue that um, is a ridiculous one, man, because if everybody's got a belt, then belts mean nothing. Now they're just trinkets. They're just shiny baubles and objects, and nobody's really a champion because everybody's a champion. A champion is supposed to be someone who's better than everybody else in every way, not just you're the you're the best TV champion. You're the best this champion. It's just such a very uh, second grade soccer particip participation trophy way of doing things. It's it's a real problem, and we we satirize it, you know, because satire is the most powerful weapon in all of media uh, if used properly, or just to have fun where we can yes and it and <laughs> and make ribs. But uh, yeah, dude, that's a big problem. Fourteen fucking belts on your show. No, no, nobody's important. You know who's the most important person on your show? The people who don't have titles. Because you're like, why don't they? Is it, do they have a blood feud or they just suck? I guess. So, well, if somebody has a title and they have a shitty match, what's that mean? You're a shitty wrestler with a belt. Well, I can relate to that. 
<laughs> so I should be on the show there soon. Uh, but you know, like that, that's not the look you want. You want, uh, the best of the best. Now I'm going to get my heat and, uh, there's plenty of wrestlers out there more technically proficient than me, but, uh, we all do things our own way, man. And, uh, I think that's a real issue that needs to be addressed in in notes allegedly that may go to Tony about the big Annie, but that was another weird thing we had this week, another big announcement about collision and the debut, and it's going to be in Chicago. But last week we had the big Annie about the dates or that collision was going to happen. Before that, we had the pre big Annie to last week's big Annie, but we had no pre big Annie to this week's big Annie, just a big Annie out of nowhere. You follow me? <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow, I'm sure. And uh, you got to hang on till tomorrow, come what may, as the song goes. So uh, it, it was interesting, man. Uh, and Renee was way into it. He was counting the blinks. He said that uh, TK blinked uh, five times during that big Annie. So uh, they've upgraded the AI at this point. Uh, but AEW Collision is heading to the United Center in Chicago, Illinois, for its premiere on June 17th. Why not? rape and pillage that market one more time for the uh woke uh fanboys to come on out uh, for the kickoff not a bad idea i just think they're in chicago way too much and now it looks kind of like a we got no other we 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 haven't built any other territory we gotta debut it here to get a pop to make it look hot which isn't a wrong choice but the choice is kind of obvious now and it looks a little bit hand in you know uh hat in hand like, please come pop for us. Please, sir. I want some more. As we get in all of your favorite musical theater references here in the Friday Locker Room. Following the rumble, uh, rumblings as such uh, be the case earlier in the day, the news was confirmed by TK that Wednesday's edition of Don, Wednesday's edition of Dynamite, the tickets will go on sale Friday at 11 a.m., 10 a.m. Central, and can be purchased at AEW Ticks or Ticketmaster. Uh, I don't know. I had heard rumblings that uh, in some of these uh, – offshoot uh provinces uh cities like hamilton had real low ticket sales already like under 600 i think it was like 569 and other ones were only like a thousand and some of these arenas are, are able to hold 20 grand that they've booked so uh we'll, we might have to take the tarp emporium uh, up north but uh soft sales uh, it seems in the off cities uh they've got toronto hamilton ontario regina saskatchewan calgary Alberta and Newark, New Jersey, my favorite Canadian province. Um, but yeah, man, I'm sure Newark will do well. I'm sure Toronto probably will. Um, gotta believe maybe the hometowns of Omega and uh Jericho will, but Regina, Saskatchewan, sometime in Hamilton, uh, you know, some uh oh, Regina, Saskatchewan, Hamilton, Ontario, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Got it. We got a city and province for those who know. He's calling city Saskatchewan. It's a pro. I, I know what I'm doing. Um, I've slapped enough Canadians around. Uh, <laughs> but Hamilton, Ontario, uh, um, seemed like a tough draw right now. But sometimes those smaller cities, because they don't get as many acts coming to town, your show will do better. However, it doesn't seem to be that way. So now I'm going to be looking to. How do I get a hold of local indie promoters, whether it's a, a Chris LaPlante or a No Gimmicks guy uh, and Hannibal and that crew and and C4 and Smash and, and, you know, guys that are connected on my roster 
to get them to start using their guys to get out there and hustle tickets if they need to, bro, because we can't be showing up in these territories and have them dead because of lack of promotion. There's plenty of uh, places to work in Canada right now. The the Canadian Indians indie scene is pretty booming for a lot of guys, especially New York guys. I know Nick Sullivan's up there a lot. Mike Skyros is up there a lot uh, doing different tours and, and work. And even the Canadian guys like a Tyler Turva is getting big matches this week on impact against Brian Myers. And, uh, I know he's going to be working Sean Spears, uh, who's a Niagara fall native. I, I think we need Spears and those guys to end, uh, like a, um, well, maybe not Josh Alexander. What's his name? His partner's name, uh, fuck from the North. Uh, I'm Obviously, everybody knows who I'm talking about right here. Collects toys. Uh, it's going to come to me in a, a lightning flash. But regardless, we need to use all of our Canadian influence to um, be hustling these tickets so these houses look great, you know, on our debut up there. And uh, I definitely have all hands on deck right now. And if I was those Canadian guys, I would say this is my opportunity to do something for the company while we're coming here. So we don't come into our territory and have dead shows and they don't come back again. You know, we need to we need to really put uh, all these guys out on the uh, radio and TV uh, warpath and, and get them over as local heroes and come support AEW to create awareness if if we're that we can't rely on just the canadian supermarket contingent to um you know get that over so that's good uh all ego ethan page there it is hit me like a fucking flash of lightning shout out to ethan page but uh yeah uh, he'd be a great guy uh to to get that shit over man um but there is uncertainty around the show because it was supposed to be i guess the cm punk come comeback show um, but, uh, you know, there's unrest cause, uh, I guess he wants a steel back as a agent, which I would want ACE too, if he was my best friend and shit went down, why should he have to be the one to, to take the fall on it? You know, uh, off of everything that happened. Um, and ACE was got over pretty well before all that went down. He had those couple of fire you up promos and, and pull your card on punk in the ring, man. And that was some of the best promo work i had seen on aew in a long time so ace can deliver in a lot of ways if he's going to be a controversial figure then let's make him that you know if he's delivering i mean the guy's fucking he started out as a donald trump impersonator on i think on uh you know wwe is like one of the first things that really got him over so he's no uh he's not afraid for controversy i in fact i might bring that back <laughs> i might have him imitate trump again just as a rib to all the woke joke fans out there. That'd be good heat. Um, but punk isn't the only uncertainty surrounding the Saturday show is there's much controversy around the possible roster split that's supposedly set to be implemented. Contradictory reports have surfaced over whether or not it'll be a more relaxed style split with certain talent appearing on both dynamite and collision, or if it'll be a more rigid split in a manner similar to what WWE has done come to fruition. Um, well, I think it's uh, for different reasons. <laughs> I mean, the, one of the main reasons we're even having this show is that we want to get value out of Punk, and he wants to work and wrestle, but he doesn't. These guys don't want to work with him, so we're going to keep them separated. Uh, you know, hey, hey, come out and play on Wednesday, and you get Saturday. So there'll be rigid separations for some, but I imagine there'll be free agents, wild cards, yeah. Uh, that will float back and forth as needed. 
Um, I think a rigid split would be better tale of two shows as opposed to going back and forth right now. Uh, one thing that I did read that I think is an error in judgment. Um, you can have creative, uh, freedom in your contract, but I, I had read, and this is the sheet. So who the fuck knows that, uh, Daniel Bryan and punk want to help out on creative and that's good. Like, uh, they have good ideas. Here's what's bad. Your performance is going to suffer. I've, I've been victim to this. It's a very difficult thing to do, especially if you've never been uh, a booker full-time or creative team that we've said this before. And this is Adam revolvers line from OVW. There's 33 people drowning and three lifeguards on duty. Right. And that's what it is. Now, when you're trying to make sure everybody else's segment is awesome because you put your creative heart and soul into it and you want to see people get over and you want to do what's right and help pass on in this industry knowledge and, and you like being creative. That's what we do here as performance artists, right? So even if it's not your segment and you can punch out somebody else's, you have some equity in it and you want to see them succeed. And you, when you see them get it and they're, you know, they they have a great moment, you feel great too, because you help to provide that for them in some way, you know? all that is great stuff. That being said, you guys are the two top draws, two top money guys. And I understand you want to earn your check, but your segments are about to suffer. If you're, if you're supposed to come back and really be worth your high price paycheck, it's not about doing multiple jobs, wearing multiple hats, hoping people get over. You really got to focus just on your own moment and make sure your TV is at a level that's going to take AEW to another level splitting your focus between creative work and your own performance is not going to allow you to do that. It just isn't. And I'm, it's a, it's a sad thing to say because I, those guys have plenty to offer in the way of mentoring and, and, and creative style. But if they want to do that, then you, you got to be all in on one of one of those performing or the creative side. Cause when you split your focus, you're not going to get, the most out of either of them. And that's just uh, a cold hard fact. I feel it sometimes in immortal, you know, even on the indies, man, of like trying to make sure finishes are booked the right way. And, and the guys understand what their long-term storyline is and that they have their own say in their own business. So they own it. You know what I mean? And, and they can come to me with as many ideas as they want. Some I say, absolutely. Other ones I shoot down, you know, because it's just not, in the build it could happen later but right now that's not where we are and and they're some of them feel a little hurt by it but at least we're all on the same page of like what business needs to be done tonight and how to keep the story simple so we're not overdoing it and we can get longevity out of it now we try and do that but then it's the indies and this guy will you know, fade for whatever reason, or somebody's hurt and card subject to change. And you kind of got to switch on uh, a dime there and go a different direction. But there, like I said, there's a thousand ways to do things, you know? So we always have a couple outs or we can book on the fly. We have the best interest of the storyline and the characters in mind, but any outside chaos factor can derail that pretty quickly. <laughs> and it's how you deal with it, uh, you know, to be able to, to overcome. There are no mistakes if you accept them. It's just a, a, another twist in the story. And hopefully we can find a creative way, creative solution uh, to come back around and get to what we wanted to accomplish in the beginning. Sometimes you get dealt a curveball 
you know, and uh, in that, and it actually, if you accept it the right way, can take your story in a whole nother direction you weren't even thinking of and heighten that character. So when they're established, it's good, but uh, that scares me for them to have those guys split in their time like that. Cause they're, that that to me means there's a higher chance of failure of collision because their focus isn't on their performance and getting the number up how it needs to be their heart might be in the right place but it's not going to work right uh man i had i saw this headline i had to <laughs> can't wait to talk with russo and stevie on this one nick Khan talks media right negotiations and feels wwe has over delivered on usa uh yeah you have uh you can shave raw back from three hours to two you're over delivering it uh wwe media rights with fox and usa will expire in the near future now the company's looking to secure partnerships that will benefit the product moving forward while speaking at jp morgan's uh tmt conference the money team conference uh Okay. Uh, earlier this week, CEO Nick Khan uh, claimed that pr- promotion is a hot commodity and they're looking for the best deal possible. Uh, we are just uh, out of exclusive negotiating window with Fox. We're still in the window with NBCU. Conversations with both have gone phenomenally well. What we're trying to balance here is to get maximum value for what we consider these media rights to be. It's great that they're getting maximum price value. It's too bad they're not getting maximum creative value out of any of their performers or any of the storylines that they're really putting together. Uh, We think our product is over-delivered on USA. Think again. Uh, He added that noting that WWE programming faces stiff stiff competition from the NFL, college national football, and college basketball national championship and other popular enterprises, yet continues to perform on a consistent basis. Yeah, well, that basis is pretty piss poor uh furthermore he believes that wwe has contributed to usa success when it comes to subscription fees usa subscription fees i thought they're on the cock uh and it's that's nbc property weird uh as con added the wwe is also a good fit for fox if you look at their pivot post the disney transaction into live and into sports we think that the fit quite well there and we'll see if there's more build between these two entities at the same time we're always in touch with all the buyers in the marketplace about what they're looking for um yeah man that this is uh some great corporate fucking uh blow jobbing right here man this is what you pay a top guy like this for to fluff the bullshit of what it is because uh the fox uh pre-roll for their yearly lineup didn't even have wwe in there and they're dismayed over the numbers because you can go back and i've said this plenty of times about when we first reached out and they went from a 4.1 to a 3.6 and then at a 3.1 we reached out and let them know that they'd bought a bad bill of goods and that they wanted positive solutions we wrote the first uh alleged contract to be consultant sneeze button well maybe not um and uh you know from there <laughs> ratings went to a 1.8 and then back up to a 2.2 and they had to pay year after year an increasing scale while the you know <laughs> money going up ratings going down up oh, they bumped up a little bit but money kept going up and now they're here so they know they got taken. They know they get they spent on a product that was BS and that a lot of the payoffs were ridiculous and that they were now had scapegoat yes men put in their way as barriers. And they don't want to pay that premium price. But WWE is saying 
uh fuck you we're carnies we'll continue to work you no matter what you say we just made 9.3 billion dollars so we're over and you're not and then there's some weird standoff but what comes out is and they're very excited in the live and sports space yeah (laughs) they're very excited well they'll either fire the guy who lost 33 percent of the audience in his three-year tenure there and put in somebody else who will fail upwards will then give you a deal and go see who i signed for x amount and everyone will congratulate themselves as masters of the universe or you'll quietly go into the night because they're not going to review it or renew it and everybody stays hush hush so nobody looks bad and then you go to the next network and work that supervisor whatever fucking producer had a creative whoever you need to massage that's going to mark out because they get to talk to uh, hulk hogan or something one time that they're going to sign you for the deal and boy here we are again working another uh, upper level executive like this is what they do this is exactly what they do and they'll do it again so uh, maybe Maybe they'll stay with Fox, but I don't think it'll be the same guy to sign them. I could be wrong, but uh, if they are, that's a lot of real numbers that uh, should leave a lot of egg on people's faces, and it doesn't matter what spin you want to put on it. Here's the spin they'll put on it. Um, An astronomical dollar amount that they equate to success as opposed to – but really – it's hush money so nobody looks like a fool and they can just go see how rich we are and everyone's oohs and ahs but the quality the creative and the actual numbers and metrics that back it up show an absolute failure in management and uh, creative ability that's weird but welcome to the the holly weird bro welcome to the entertainment biz briz uh wwe is considering the idea of making monday night raw's third hour more adult themed uh nick Khan representing the company on that call also said regarding robbing three hours uh they said they don't anticipate changing that Khan added that the company is considering an option for the third hours content to be including more adult themed wwe is open to third hour of friday night smackdown please no please no please god no uh, in regards to WWE talent development and recruiting, Khan stated that they pay women as well as we do our men. Oh, really? Uh, I'd like to hear from the women on that. <laughs> Maybe one of them, uh, you know, the the man, but that's about it. And Charlotte probably too. Uh, WWE is currently in conversations with international cities for 2024. Uh, that all comes from Brandon Thurston. Uh, Twitter as well. So uh, WrestleNomics, I believe he's with. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the, the pay the women thing and we'll see that, uh, but the, the, the adult themed and not the current person to say a Tota so, but you know what, uh, we had heard that allegedly right out of the gate with USA in 2020, that they wanted, uh, more an adult themed third hour and to get away from this pg show where everything pivoted once game and stuff had kids and that became the thing of hey we're grandparents and parents now so we have to put our stupid little fucking barney life and fucking abc life onto you guys because that's where we are and that's when then everyone starts having kids to you know buddy up to the mcmahons and being like oh how's yours in preschool and all those stupid little benign conversations behind the fucking uh curtain uh but we have to suffer with a tvg product because mommy and daddy can't be made to see to be making controversial tv 
about you know fighting arts and sexual storylines however now the kids are growing up Declan's in college let's get back to blowjobs like <laughs> you know are we gonna actually do something third hour in this cancel culture climate that's still very prevalent so what we're gonna have sexually charged and driven storylines which I have no problem with because it's a tv show and it's all fucking fiction anyway but as soon as you start exploiting women or scantily clad uh, nudity they're going to come for you. Uh, well, they're going to come for me and they're going to go at you on Twitter and every other cancel culture thing for exploiting women. And then you're going to shut that down instead of sticking to your guns or having the woman who is sexually empowered, uh, sticking up for herself and saying, fuck that. This is what I want to do. Are you really going to have uh Ray Ripley in a dominatrix outfit whipping, uh, uh, Dom Dom's bare ass while he's in a stockade could be funny. <laughs> but are we going to do it in the third hour? We'll see. Uh, we will definitely see, uh, you know, and to get rid of a Mandy Rose and, and hot pieces of property like that, who are all about being eye candy. Like there's money there. Sex sells. It always has. Plus it's 10 at night to 11 at night. What child is up? Why do you keep insulting our intelligence with these fucking fourth grade storylines when, when we flip on the TV and what do we want to watch? Sopranos, mafia, fucking cop dramas, you know, uh, blood and guts of doctor and ER fucking dramas, uh, people cheating on each other on islands and switching up their sexual partners on reality shows. This is what the biggest ratings getters are uh, on TV. And we're not emulating any of that. And if we do, we do it at a 10% very dulled down level for just because we're lazy, really, you know, they're, they're mail it in and, uh, or rewrite the script at, on a Monday at two in the afternoon and none of the hard work it can get done because there's no VTRs, there's no pre-tape stuff done, there's no off-site, uh, you know, sexy island or whatever where a couple is going on uh, a couple's vacation together and we have some tryst, you know, between Killer Cross and Scarlet and, uh, I don't know, pick, pick another couple, you know what I mean? And Corey Graves and fucking Carmelo, I don't know, anybody, um, Seth and Becky. Uh, we do a little couple swap or something like that. Like, but let's get into something instead of, Hey, Imperium attacked these guys in the first three minutes. I wonder if we're going to get a shitty six with the most under guy taking the pin in the end. Yup. That's our three. Okay, good. Oh, you want sexy? Triple H is going to come in and put his hand on Cody's thigh. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Triple H and Shawn Michaels seem to have been marking out for current WWE SmackDown star. During appearance on Touching Grass Wrestling Podcast, uh, former WWE star Trent Seven commented on WWE SmackDown star uh, Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunn, said Butch is a badass and Triple H sees it. I remember he's, I sat in Gorilla backstage watching Triple H and Sean, watching Pete Dunn and marking out. He's that good. That's the point. Every point uh, footage you see of Pete Dunn, he's working. That's why he's just the best. Go watch any Pete Dunn match, not even the ones that are globally famous. There's not one stage of it where he's not 100% working, dedicating and getting everything he can out of every move, motion, facial, the way he walks to the corner, everything about him is hyper-concentrated professional performance. I won't disagree with that. Uh, I think uh, he does when he just works a hole and snaps it or 
the the finger break thing became you know gimmicky but when he's in there and he's going and he's got to switch gears or turn it up or the intensity is just always there that when the bell rings he is in a wrestling match not it's my time to perform and strut around i mean he can do stuff with the brawling brutes to get character over but his character is to go hard as fuck and uh that suits him and i can see where game and and uh, and and sean would be like pumped to watch this guy grind out and and matt wrestle because he's got more technical ability than probably anybody on the roster when it comes to chain wrestling i won't say anybody there's a lot of good chain wrestlers there that dude kaiser is fucking great too man um but those guys want to see that level of intensity while everybody else is doing hot wheels feet duck one three clotheslines on a comeback just nxt basic 101 this guy was grinding on the indies and he and he had his character locked then like not even character just like how i'm gonna wrestle how i'm gonna sell how when i grab a hold i'm gonna do all my shit and that's not something he learned in nxt like they might have hyped it up and sean gave him a little more no doubt that there's great mentors there in that stuff but when they're dealing with kindergartners all the time and a, a sixth grader comes along and can can show them how it's done they're gonna mark out for it so that's just them working with unpolished talent and him shining bright like a, a new penny man pretty much so i can see where they mark out for it however all it takes is Vin, or bruce to stooge to vince that they're marking out for it and then they show him and it's like well he knows how to work yeah and then he goes but he's not he's not that big well you're right he's pretty small and there goes the fucking air out of your balloon instead of doing what should be done to make the guy, you know. Um, WWE star, star texted, I want my job back to Triple H prior to being rehired by the company. Is that all it takes? Wow. Ryan Satin's out of character podcast. Uh, star Chelsea Green commented on being rehired by the company. I texted him, Triple H, and I said, I want my job back. And he said, okay, call me. And I was shocked. I want to go back to WWE. My story's not finished. He said on that phone call, I absolutely would love to have uh, your back. Just tell me when's a good time for you to start at the end of the day. Uh, why are we embarrassed to ask for things? I'll never understand that. I have asked to work for WWE probably 100 times, and I'm not embarrassed about that one bit. I have my dream job. I'm doing exactly what I want. I get to help uh, give my family what they want. I get to feed my amazing animals and live in Florida. Why would I be embarrassed? I had to ask somebody for that, that I got it. I have uh, no problem asking for it now, just like I'm tough enough. And I had no problem asking for it. In my very first trial in 2014, when they didn't give it to me, you best believe I asked for it eight more times until they gave me the damn tryout. Hey, shout out Chelsea green on that, man. That, that's the due diligence. Do I, do I not like the fact that she's like, I, the way I'm reading it and not hearing it, she could have delivered it very Karen, but to me, this is, you know her speaking naturally to to satin uh and what it really takes in this business to chase it no doesn't mean no it means not right now and you have to keep asking you have to keep pounding on the door you have to show that you're hungry and they'll want that and use that against you to go oh they want it that bad they're gonna be here and they'll do whatever dance we tell them to do you know and they'll they'll hey you're the one who wanted to come back are you going to do what we tell you to do and they'll hold it over you as opposed to doing best business so she leaves that out but that's that's fine she's living her dream job and like she said living in florida 
being sexy, having fucking big honky Matt Cardona as her guy. And, uh, you know, who cares what happens on TV? I'm wrestling, getting paid and, and that. So she's got a decent open-minded look at it. And, and I think independent wrestlers and former NXT talent who, when they get bloodbath fired, will go into these bubbles of depression of 30 days, 90 days. And like, I was ready to kill myself and all this over wrestling instead of going, all right, what do I got to do to get myself over on the Indies for a while? Keep my name, uh, you know, in the spotlight. And then as enough time passes, I'm going to go back when the time is right because their women's division is hurting because they got girls hurt or whatever. You feel the stars align and send game the text. Now I don't have games number. Otherwise I might text them, but, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, is what it takes to make your dreams happen in anything. If somebody is the gatekeeper, you got to keep, uh, knocking at the gate, <laughs> you know, and if they keep it closed, you got to find a way over the wall and to get around it, to make your dreams happen. And, uh, that might be the way or, or, you know, laying out for a minute and coming back when the time's right. So, you know, I tip my hat to her absolutely on that, uh, of <laughs> the, you got to stay diligent, even if it doesn't matter. And I'll tell you who else did that DIY, uh, fucking Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny wrestling. They called every day for like a year when they were in ROH and we're just hitting the Indies working everywhere. And every day they'd called for any opportunity and then they got there and then they became the top guys at NXT and ingrained themselves with that audience. Unfortunately, both of them are kind of suffering injuries a lot. I think from the style that they worked to get to that point, you know, um, and who knows if they'll get their big opportunity on the main roster. I hope they do. I mean, Gargano's up there now, but that doesn't mean you're getting over. They're investing in you, you know? So I hope they do come up with something for them because these are, even though they might seem like the biggest stars or, you know, lower mid card or younger stars, whatever, that's what it takes to get this dream accomplished is that level of the due diligence of I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Not I killed it on the Indies and I hope they sign me off of the one match. I sent them. You got to call every week, be an extra, be in the no way Jose conga line, do whatever it takes to try and get into tough enough, uh, move to Florida just to become friends with the right people hang out you know what i mean to show that you're willing to sacrifice and even then nothing's guaranteed you know but that's the level of sickness it takes to want to be a top person in this business and say that that you made it you know and some people it eats up that that is like throwing yourself into the wood chipper and some people get out the other side fine and other people get ground up and left for mulch you know it's uh it's it's a crazy carny business always will be um, some other crazy carny shit went down in that household this week, but, uh, Matt Cardona brings back Zach Ryder and Z Long Island true story with a Vince McMahon parody at the end of his, uh, thing. He, they did like a little, uh, outside sketch with him and, uh, Persia Parada with, uh, the internet championship, but Ryder, uh, chases her into a limousine and it explodes and they cut to the WWE limousine. Vince McMahon exploding footage. Very funny, very tongue in cheek, very good stuff. Uh, just for, you know, quick viral video stuff. Um, and it, it was good, but I also saw that uh, Cardona got into it with Hausman, uh, Tricky Nicky uh, over there, uh, you know, who I'm not sure he's doing improv with now, but always try Mindy's muffins. Um, 
and Cardona went at him hard. Did Cardona gone at some other radio DJ uh, hard as well last week? So I don't know if this is a new gimmick that he's trying to work at all or not, or if he's just like kind of like I am with these fucking dirt sheet douchebags. I mean, like, fuck you. You've never trained. You've never done anything. You act like you're over. You're not over at all with anyone. You need to put on wigs and sneak into shows and quit Twitter and then come back like you fucking save something. They've done nothing. They've done nothing except burn every bridge they've ever worked for because they are fucking uh, marks for themselves at the end of the day. And I think Cardona might be fed up with that too. I don't think he's working from the way he was talking was pretty stiff, you know, and, and Matt Cardona is a big Jack looking baby face toy collecting guy. So he doesn't really have the persona of fuck you and fuck the dirt sheets. However, he's not a dumb guy by any means. Is this a calculated choice to fuck with the dirt sheets? Now, if Matt Cardona wants to challenge them to a boxing match, he can gladly get on the undercard if you, <laughs> we want to, and we'll build that up of workers versus dirt sheet douchebags, right? Um, but he got in that guy's ass. Uh, uh, I can't think of the radio DJ's name last week. You guys can go back through his timeline. And they were going at it because he didn't go on a show. And then he went at Nick because Nick wanted him on the show, I guess, and to ask about WWE questions and going back to WWE and Matt didn't want to do any of that. He wanted to just talk about his current and upcoming projects and either Nick didn't want him on or something like that. And it, it, I don't know, some fucking emails or DMS got released and it wasn't anything super malicious, but just like, I don't want to talk about that. Well then I'm not doing my audience a service or whatever. No dude, I'm giving you access. We'll talk about what I want to talk about and whatnot. You don't get to fucking, push the buttons. And if you don't want to, that's fine. Cause you're not, here's the thing with WWE. If he's going back, then they want him to keep it kayfabe. He comes from the OVW school of you shut the fuck up. And until it's signed and you're there, you don't do anything to, to rock that boat. I think in getting there, he's a smart worker and has seen, seen it for decades at this point, right. Of, of how the system works or how he wants to work his game. So um, again, the dirt sheets, uh, wanting to get their shit in and not protect the boys. But at the same time, I don't know if I smell a work. If you go at two dirt sheet guys, well, I guess I am too. So, but I'm nowhere near as over as Cardona. Uh, that's not true. Uh, I'd be, we, we beat him at OVW for the Southern uh, tag team titles. Um, you know, and those guys were cool, man. They came to me to work on the fake edge stuff, you know, the, the, the edge head stuff. So, I, I always am going to be indebted to the major brothers uh, in some way because they trusted me early on uh, with some of their stuff. And uh, those guys live wrestling too, bro. They were best buddies in college and we're just super fans. And now they've made guys like MJF and, you know, KM and, and everything they've done with WrestlePro and, and Buck and all those guys. Like those guys live that shit, man. And uh, they, they put a lot of uh, their own sweat equity and, and love into this game and they, and they stay relevant. So uh, it's interesting whether it's a work or not, you know, Hausman and those guys are going to stroke off because a wrestler saying their fucking name, I guess, but as is man, but interesting. Keep an eye on Cardona. What do you guys think? Is uh, he working or has he just had enough? Is he like, fuck these fucking guys. Uh, I'm going to call them out for what they are interesting i think the the matt cardona that i've seen everything is a calculated move man and he's a big baby face so why would we be telling guys to fuck off in public he knows better work everything's a work
<laughs> uh, let's get one. Ding dong. All right. Hello? Good. Uh, WWE could be making talent cuts by the 2023 Money in the Bank premium live event. Since Triple H regime of WWE started in July of 2022, there was a halt in releasing talent, and numerous former stars were brought back to the company. However, it appears that could be a new round of cuts by uh, Money in the Bank 2023. As the Twitter account at WrestleVotes noted the following, it said, I don't know the names at all, but I know a source that said to expect a minor batch of releases prior to July 1st. I think that's just business. I'm Hopefully I'm wrong on that one, but I would expect prior to the second half of this year, a few cuts just because of the circumstances that the company finds themselves in right now. I don't know what that means, circumstances. Uh, that mean being bought out by Endeavor and then wanting to cut $50 million? Probably. Uh, Twitter account Boozer, a.k.a. Better Wrestling Experience, uh, of course, uh, which has been leaking plans for WWE TV in recent weeks, addressed the rumor. Don't know the names, but it was subject to happen. Part of an annual review, so expect some cuts here and there. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you'll see some NXT names that people will be like, who? uh go um i'm not sure on the main roster uh you know you got guys like boogs and and dude like that who you just buried you know uh at the end of his little thing with um la night and uh bray wyatt uh on the shelf again uncle howdy that's kind of a start and stop and fail like what are we going to do with that to even try and bring that back um there's, I'm sure that everybody's going to be looking over their shoulder to some degree who doesn't have a long-term storyline. You know, what is a, a do drop thinking right now along those lines? Like they're, they need certain workers, but then like if Vince gets tired of playing with his toys uh, and wants new toys, that's what he's going to do. You know what I mean? And like I explained earlier with the Chelsea green thing, sometimes you're just a victim of that circumstance and you go and try and keep yourself relevant if this shit hasn't burnt you out or you have a decent marketing mind and strategy to keep yourself relevant and get money off of what you've earned from WWE using that fame. And then who knows, six months, a year from now, two girls get hurt or there's another bloodbath and you come back into the territory as the fresh face again. That's just being a worker and knowing what you got to do to make your value. But some people put their emotions in this and their human value on it. And it eats them up because of it instead of knowing, Oh, I could do this and and I'd be better off leaving right now. Cause when I come back, I can have a bigger shot and then they'll usually fuck it up again. But uh, we'll see. Who do you guys think are some that we're not really thinking of? You can hit at Hameen media group or at bin underscore Hameen on uh, Twitter. Uh, but always a, a tough time. Usually it comes right after WrestleMania. So <clears throat> everybody knows that. So they they kind of got an extra two or three months of pay. Those who are getting fired, you know, possibly or released. I don't say fired or future endeavored uh, as the case may be now. Um, but yeah, it, could it be the ones Vince cut already that Triple H brought back? Could it be Gargano and, and you know, that whole squad uh, hit row? I got to say is probably on the short list right there. You know what I mean? Um, mm. The Vikings have been getting beat left, right, and center. I don't think they've won a match in the last six weeks. They've done biz for everybody, you know. Uh, will Vince uh, let them go as as well as uh, Valhalla? You know, they're just trying to think who is not getting over on TV. 
you haven't seen much of Maxim male models with Mansoor and and Mace, right? Um, there's guys like uh, Donovan Dijak who've got tons of money written on them as a singles guy, but we haven't found a way to really get them over. You know what I mean? Um, Sam Shaw, whatever they fucking call him. Uh, another guy who's got money written on him, but we're not seeing these guys on TV. Shanky, you know, uh, I think... These are some of the names you're going to see, unfortunately, uh, and I'm sure they know it if they haven't heard anything or they're, you know, not putting things together the right way. Uh, the um, Natty Neidhart promo this week on her own Instagram or, or Twitter was interesting about not thinking she's got the juice of the machine behind her going into face Rhea and things like that. I think a lot of these are, you know, a shoot of the paranoia of people inside their own roster instead of being able to have open conversations about future plans to help, you know, get these characters over that are on your roster. We just keep playing the same silent paranoia wrestling game that's been going on for decades upon decades. Uh, wrestlers in AEW, though, have reportedly expressed concern about the travel schedule with the addition of collision uh, as previously noted the uh, official of the official confirmed the new week uh, weekly collision show for saturday nights starting june 17th while there's been a concern about cm punk status with aew following recent issues there appears to be another issue surrounding the addition of collision uh, in regards uh, to it affecting the travel schedule of aew talent wade keller of torch said no one wrestler outright told us he didn't want to sign up uh, for working two TVs per week, Keller added that logistically several wrestlers have expressed to PW Torch concerning over the number of travel days each week, if that's the plan. While there's at least one tape collision event on a Thursday night coming up, it's believed that AEW will produce live episodes on Saturday nights as much as possible to avoid spoilers getting out and ensure collision is seen as a primary show. Wow, they're going live, huh? As opposed to a tape for spoilers. That's interesting. Um, here's what I say. Quit your fucking crying. You fucking babies. You guys got the paid positions with a guy who's overpaying talent that is, should not be at the level that they're getting checks for. Well, I, I won't say that because I think they sh everybody should be getting that level of money compared to pro athletes, you know, of, uh, NBA and NHL, even though Tony Khan money doesn't come close to that. So these guys are already spoiled as opposed to making their 39,000 NXT fucking salary, right? A year. Some of these guys are making that fucking a week over there. Um, and you're crying about being on the road when WWE, you'd be working Monday night on the road, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday for house shows Thursday. You might get to fly home, have to work, go back and possibly work Friday or Saturday house show and be there uh, back on the road for Monday again. So they're not even working house shows and they're bitching about that. They got to fly out twice a week as opposed to fly once drive three days, fly back, fly back again in one week. Like, come on, man. The, in this business, the, the, the spotlight addiction and the performance is there. That's what is cheap. You're paid for the travel. And if you're paid handsomely for it, then you should be shutting the fuck up. Or if you think you got that leverage, then you should ask for more money. Be like, oh man, now I got to fly out there. I just need a little bit more to cover this, that, or the other. Be a better worker. You got into this shit to be on TV and be a global superstar. Now you're going to bitch about having to go work on TV and people see you on TV. That's a burden for you. 
Oh, I feel so fucking bad. <laughs> there's meanwhile, there's 8,000 workers that would fucking sweep their fucking grandma's legs out for that spot. But mm, poor you. I don't want to travel on Wednesday and on Saturday, Friday. Okay. Fuck out of here. Mm. Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. The level of fucking spoiled fucking ego that goes on once you're inside the bubble, dude. Really? Uh, WWE reveals hidden details about new raw world heavyweight championship title. Um, in a video in, in sorry, I just gotta go back there. Some people are like, well, I've got a family and kids and do it. Well then go be with your fucking family. I got no problem with it. If that's what's most important to you, then that's what's most important to you. Like, I'm not saying you can't have one or anything along those lines, but you're paid to be here and you will fucking get on the plane and put on the best performance you possibly can. If that's too much for you, if you've lost your smile, go home, go fucking take your money, open a convenience store and you can be home at five o'clock every night, whatever it is to, you know, or be to take the kids to school in the morning, whatever you got to do, man, be the fucking janitor at your high school. And you can watch them grow up right there. Like the, the, the excuses are ridiculous, man. It, it's about the, when I go back to the edge uh, promo, it's my sacrifice. These are the sacrifices. WWE reveals hidden details about raw new raw world heavyweight championship uh, title. Uh, the video that published the WWE social media channels, hidden details were revealed about the new Raw World Heavyweight Championship title, those details are as follows. The Eagle pays tribute to the legendary winged eagle belt. There are three lions just like the McMahon family crest. The crown is a callback to Bruno San Martino's 1963 championships. And there are 60 diamonds for 60 years of WWE. And each plate is trimmed with ring ropes just like the squared circle. Um, you know, at least they're uh, embedding their symbolism in there. I don't know what uh, what else the globe means uh, in the back for global domination or, or what have you, but uh, that's interesting for wrestling historians uh, and uh, super smart marks on the way to the wrestling show to play in your trivia game. So uh, some fun facts there of the hidden details. Uh, I'd like to know about the hidden details in the past week of a Roman Reigns Baphomet shirt of Asuka uh, doing one eye and then eyes wide shut from Becky Lynch with her golden glasses on uh, three major Illuminati symbolism uh, pieces in the show in the last week uh, alone as Endeavor uh, takes over and who is putting these in there on purpose. If it was one Illuminati character, okay. Three separate characters all doing uh, satanic uh, symbolism, interesting to me. That's a conscious choice. And who's the one putting that in there? And if it's the performers, why? And it's not just the performers. We have a Baphomet shirt on WWEshop.com. I doubt Roman is going, you know what, Paul? I want a Baphomet shirt with me and a goat head. Some these are calculated choices. And uh, it, it's it, these are the questions that aren't being asked on a stockholder meeting. Why is no? Why is Tricky Nick not getting on? Going? Um, can I have as a question about the controversy of satanic symbolism inside your show? Why you're releasing shirts that are look like the Baphomet, and why Oscar is doing that, and why the eyes wide shut? And then let's hear Nick Khan's answer 
or Triple H's answer to that shit, bro. Hail Satan is what they'll probably say. Um, update on Ace Steel status, though. Uh, I was going to talk to you earlier following the announcement of the Collision debut. Um, let's see. Another issue was resolved was uh, involving Punk's friend Ace Steel. Was reported that Steel has been under an AEW deal for many weeks, and it's being reported that he will be working from home as part of an arrangement with the company. Added Steele's return to the company is believed to have been a sticking point that arose last week and caused Punk's name and image to be removed from the collision announcement at the Warner Brothers uh, Discovery Upfront. Uh, interesting. So he's got a, an alleged consultant's job. <laughs> I might need to uh, reach out to Ace and see what those and see what the deal is with the Steel Man. Um, but yeah, man, that's a nice deal. Uh, sit there, watch the show, give notes and, uh, and punch things up. Maybe write a promo or two. Uh, that's definitely a spot I wouldn't mind having as well, but, uh, will they bring him back slowly into the fold for the Saturday show? I think all he's got to do is show up with punk as somebody going to go, no, Ace can't come in here, but I work here and I'm paid, but you get, you only get to work from home. No, that big, that big league, uh, big dog fucking moments coming. Right. Um, but if Ace is like the rest of us as workers, the last thing we want to do, I guess, from the story before is be on the road and deal with bullshit. So why not sit home with your pretty wife, awesome dogs and fucking sit on the beach. Like he posted this week and write your review notes. That's a fucking nice life to have right now. So, uh, tip of the hat to Ace steel on that one for sure, bro. Um, WWE Hall of Famer says there's so much bad wrestling in AEW. Uh, during his Strictly Strictly Business podcast, uh, Eric Bischoff discussed the current AEW product and the idea that there are alternatives to WWE. He says it's, they failed on that because 80% of the in-ring presentation is less than. The Jungle Boy silly nonsense. I mean, there's so much bad wrestling in AEW that they don't care about that. As long as they get their blood or as long as they get the one thing that they're looking for. If you take your emotions out of it and uh, or your own, if you take the, your emotions out of it or your, in my opinion, I don't want to say loyalty. But if you take off your fan glasses and look at the product objectively, the in-ring presentation is not better than, in my opinion, you may feel differently. Cool, as fans may feel differently. But for me, I look at that. If I would have done some of the stuff I'm currently seeing in AEW or have seen recently in AEW, if I would have done some of that in WCW, WCW would have been trashed. Um, yeah, I mean, Bischoff continues to go hard in the paint. But what he's saying is not lies, bro. These are harsh truths that nobody wants to listen to. They just have blowback from. Um I'm sure it makes him look good in WWE's eyes. And I think now that he's off of probably the Warner Brothers Discovery payroll, that that's why he's doing it, because controversy creates cash, as you know. Um, however, when they're using Nitro graphics for collision, you're referencing WCW and how great it was, but you're not putting the product out there. But that's also kind of a F you to Bischoff a little bit from them, I think, you know, uh, of we'll use your shit. But... <laughs> He's not wrong, dude. Last night, opener with Orange Cassidy, and I think the kid's in an Aussie Open. Like, the match was absolutely ridiculous, bro. We opened with a brain buster kickout. That was the opener of the match. And Arn Anderson's probably backstage, and you're doing brain buster kickout. That, that's like also saying fuck you to Arn right to his face pretty much, bro. Or somebody to go stooge that. And then... They did three Michinoku drivers. One was off the top rope, 
and kicked out of every one of them. Fucking all these high impact things that were missing or off timed or whatever. And then what do we win with a goddamn fucking roll through bro on some bullshit, you know? So burying high impact moves, burying moves out of the gate just to get your shit in the worst wrestling psychology possible. Orange Cassidy pulling time when he can get over in 30 seconds. Orange Cassidy is going to get over more in a 90 second blackout comedy squash than he ever will taking these moves from fucking goofy guys that nobody really knows even yet. Cause we haven't introduced them the right way. They might have all the athleticism in the world, but they have no idea how to structure a match the right way to get themselves over or anybody else over. And that's what we're opening the show with. You know, it's a big, big problem. And when Bischoff is like getting hot about it, he has every right to say what he wants to when it comes to it because he's fucking been there, done that, and he knows what it is to deal with the bad PR from it and that people are just saying these fucking stupid, uh, you know, putovers of AEW, but when you roll tape, there's no way you can defend that match open with a brain buster kick out. Fuck out of here. Get him up, do something, hook him, out-wrestle him, get him up for the brain buster, let him reverse out of it. You tease the brain buster and then come back to it at the end. But instead, they hit it and kick out right away. Every veteran, anyone who's ever been really trained in this shit looks at that and fucking goes, you're a fucking idiot. You're rotten. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And then they go, you're out of touch. You're the old school. You can do a brain buster and kick out because he's still strong. (laughs) You just drop the guy straight down on his head. The implication is that his brain smashes against the inside of his skull And the light switch goes off and he should be knocked out for a 10 count. That's what a fucking brain buster is at the end of the day. Not a brain kick out, not a brain tickler, a brain buster. And he hit it and you kick out and bury it. You're a fucking moron because you could have gotten him up there. Keys like you're going to do it. Knee to the head on you. Wobble, get out, roll up, schoolboy, one, two, kick out. Now nobody's taking anything devastating. He had him up for the threat of violence, worked out of it, and you got your falsy how you wanted to. But these fucking guys won't hear any of that. They're just dumb motherfuckers who want to do spots over and over and over again, and they kill wrestling that way. They're children. And the, and I, I remember a guy saying that in the scrum somewhere. Not to, not to have to have his back and put him over for his indiscretions, but what he's saying wasn't wrong there either. And, and openers like that in the first two minutes reinforce that point totally. It's ridiculous. It's a bastardization of the art form. And, and really it's what sucks is because these guys have great skills in character and in physical skills, but they have no idea how to put a match together the right way. That's the old way. no. There is a way psychologically that fucking it works on the audience. And what they did was the opposite of that. And they're idiots because they're taking bumps that are highly (laughs) dangerous just to kick out and make them mean nothing. Uh, that, That shows that you're a stupid worker, that you don't, that you're not smart. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that was, uh, pretty much most of the made notes, uh, anything else on punk in regard to the rumors, there were uh, issues between the two sides. Uh, we are told those were greatly overblown. The two sides have been speaking regularly since the blow up and that led to punk being pulled from the initial collision announcement last week. 
Um, but it seems everything's impaired for, uh, clear for liftoff, as Brian Alvarez says that after <laughs> Punk went at him last week on Instagram and shit. So, man, there's a lot of like uh, sellable heat between the dirt sheet writers and pundits and uh, and talent right now, whether it's HMG, AEW, or WWE, or Cardona, or, you know, a lot of people run and tell that right now. But will any of them accept the fight? I highly doubt it, uh, because at the end of the day, they're bitch-made, and they've never paid the dues that is really needed to be trained in this shit and done the sacrifice to earn the respect and never been in the middle of the ring to control a crowd but yet they feel like they're on the same level of importance but really that's all in their own little narcissistic pathetic minds so um it'll be interesting man to see who fucks up this week and uh what happens in saudi you know it could be somebody another uh who knows snafu uh another coup d'etat another hostage situation could be fine could be uh you know mcmahon strutting around doing whatever the fuck he wants and we'll see how that goes uh to the you know with sammy going there you know after everything he said as well in the past but uh, Saad was just there uh so who knows what's going on, man, in this new, 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 new world order. But uh, it'll be an interesting weekend. I hope to have you uh, a good Memorial Day, you guys, uh, hanging out, barbecuing, hanging with your friends and family, uh, sipping a few or smoking some of that horseshoegenetics.com. Uh, top quality cannabis. Get your garden growing right now. June 1st is usually planting season. and We've got over 80 premium cannabis seed strains available right now uh 50 in uh photo period which are great for outdoors for the summer you can kind of get them going and they'll do their own thing just make sure you keep them uh, healthy and watered and trimmed and uh by harvest season you'll have some uh some of the best cannabis that uh, anybody could ever grow at home using horseshoegenetics.com cannabis seeds as well as uh, our new nutrient line all organic we've got uh, more coming out here but i'm working on getting those on amazon uh, in the next week as well. So just awesome business opportunities all the way around here. I owe you guys, uh, on Patreon. Absolutely. Thank you for staying sub there and channelattitude.com subscribers. I enjoy doing a solo show once in a while. I'm not going to lie, even though we're only at an hour and nine minutes, uh, it's fun to just kind of introspectively talk. And I guess the heat's not on anybody else. If anybody takes offense with it, but I don't give two fucks because I've got way bigger business coming down the pipe than uh, worrying about any heat from uh, from wrestlers who don't want to travel an extra day a week uh, while they make uh, half a million dollars uh, when they used to make half of $100 <laughs> on the indies. So, uh, but that's inside the bubble, but I'm about to create my own bubble here. You guys, again, uh, save at pro wrestling for Memorial day, get the shirts, all your favorite, uh, indie workers. Cause that money does go direct to them. Happy to cut the promo for you guys on cameo, or if you just want to, Hey pal, PayPal me directly at hackerhameen at gmail.com. That's the best way to make sure Apple doesn't take half of the, the till on that one as well. But uh, y'all, uh, we'll have all the shows uh, keep rocking for you. Thanks to the entire HMG staff. I got to upload Impact Attack and Next Level Review. Going to do Light the Fuse probably solo as well. But it's another big day here as we uh, march to immortality on June 3rd in Middle East Merland. It's Hacker Hameen. It's the Friday Locker Room Hameen Media Group. Y'all, no bread, no water, just meat. That's 